I have a right to safety. I have a right to education. I have a right to my culture. Kids like me need to know about child rights and earlier age what to do about it. Today, the Canadian Council of Child and Youth Advocates asks you to make every day a day to stand up for children's rights in your life. If you are a young person who needs the help of an advocate, you can also find the advocate for your own province listed on cccya.ca. Welcome back to Radio Change the World, a national community radio broadcast for National Child Day. On November 20th and 21st, we let the kids have the microphone. The following segment features voices and stories from Saskatchewan. You're listening to a special episode of Radio Kids, celebrating the United Nations Day of the Child on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Before the break, we were talking to Cheyenne from Scott Collegiate High School, which is part of the Mamawaya Teton Center. It sounds like Mamawaya Teton is a really great addition to the North Central neighborhood. It's neat how so many different organizations have come together from the school to the library to the police service. North Central is a neighborhood that faces a lot of challenges from poverty to not so awesome housing. At one point, McLean's Magazine even declared North Central the worst neighborhood in Canada. But Mama Wea Teton Center is a way that the community is turning things around. So, how about we head to the Street Culture Project? It's a nonprofit organization that helps empower vulnerable youth in the community. And they're pretty famous around town for the face painting booths they put on at various city events. Sounds good. Let's check them out. Uh, Yeah, my name is Nofa, and I'm the housing coordinator for Street Culture. So Street Culture Project is a nonprofit organization. Um, We serve vulnerable and at-risk youth in the community. Um, So primarily ages... um, well, 15, 16 to 24, so that's our age range. Um, we provide various services for youth in the community, um, and we also serve younger, like we have a girls um, and boys program as well, after school program, so we serve some younger um, kids as well. What do you mean by vulnerable and at-risk youth? So these are youth that most of the majority of our youth come from situations where they've been in foster care their whole life, and then those foster care homes break down, then the youth are in need of homes. So we have started, we have three, we have four homes, um, one transition unit for boys, two pure home model group homes for girls, um, and then we have a co-ed model home for, this is youth with intellectual disabilities or cognitive delays. Um, And so those children live in our homes until they're able to be on their own at 18 or sometimes 21, depending on um, what their involvement is with um, with the Ministry of Social Services. Um, and the, our demographic is, yeah, most of our youth don't have, they have involvement with family. Um, they sometimes end up homeless. Um, so that, that 
most of our demographic. Beyond a Place to Live, what do kids get from the Street Culture Project? Well, I think one of the biggest things for us is relationships. And so oftentimes we're the first people in their lives that have positive relationships with them. So those positive adult relationships and a sense of family and communities is, I think, a big thing for us. And our youth um, regularly give us feedback that they feel um, like their voices are heard and they're part of a family. And, um, and a lot of our former residents or participants say that, you know, this is their family. You know, they call it their street culture family. So, so this is a long-term housing solution for kids. We, so we do have a 30-day emergency shelter for um, youth to go into for approximately 30 days where they help them to transition to permanent housing. Um, our housing and residential programs, so our three houses, uh, four houses, sorry, uh, those ones are intended to be long-term. So most of our youth will come in at age of 15 or 16, uh, and they can stay till 18, like I said, or if they're in an educational program and involved with the Ministry of Social Services long-term, so if they were apprehended at a young age and the ministry is their parent, they can stay till they're 21. So it is very much intended to be long-term, and we want the kids to stay with us and have a home till they're ready to leave. Is it hard for kids to transition to life with street culture? Well, I think some of the challenges we have, depending on where the kids come from, sometimes they have been in a protective model homes, so um, their children and those services were needed at the time. So what they have a hard time with is a lot of the times um, that level of independency that we offer, they really have a hard time um, being that independent, having all this freedom. So that's one of the challenges. But also, um, like some of the other challenges we have is mental health. Like there's a lack of mental health support. Um, addiction is a huge challenge. I mean, I think some of it is intergenerational. Some of it is, um, it, it starts with recreational and then it just uh, goes. So that's definitely one of our other challenges. How does street culture help kids with addiction and mental health issues? So we, um, are, we advocate for youth to make sure they have those services in place because we don't... Um, we don't have addiction services in the agency. And so we look to the community and seek and build relationships with our partners like with addiction services and with child and youth for mental health to make sure the kids have these. So we create that wraparound approach to make sure they have these resources in place and these supports. So, and seeking out mentorship for them, helping them create positive relationships with their family. So we're really, we play a huge role in, in the advocacy piece for them. And just advocate, we'll go to schools and advocate for, you know, um, the supports they need in school, the supports they need to keep their placements with us, to keep their home and not, not end up homeless. So. What fun things do you do with the kids? So, yeah, we have an evening program um, as well, and so that is providing those recreational activities. So they do, they have programming almost every night, so we'll take them to places like Boomer or Laser Quest. Um, they do life skills, so if that's cooking or um, doing things in the community and things like that. We also have a, a pit stop program, which is during the day, and these are kids who aren't involved in school now. It's kind of that period of time where they're in limbo in terms of education and a place to be all day and not just hang out downtown. So those kids, um, also it's a life skill base. So cooking, um, applying for school, finding employment, making resumes. Um, so it's very rounded in terms of life skills, relationship building, having fun together. Like All those components are there uh, across our programs. How does it feel when a kid graduates from the program? 
That's probably one of my favorite times. Like we've had a almost 100% rate in graduates and from our homes. And I say from our homes because that's where they're with us long term and we see them through the graduation period. Um, so it's really neat to see that accomplishment. They feel really proud of themselves. It's a huge stepping stone for them. And so regardless of what the grades look like or what the struggles were during high school, it's just to see them finish. It's a huge accomplishment for them. And they're onto the next stage of their life. And we also had like some that I worked with three, four years ago who are in their second program and post-secondary. So it's really, really to see, and part of our goal is to create uh, functioning members of society, for lack of a better word, and make sure that they're contributing and, and also feeling um, like they're, they're contributing and they're um, part of, quote unquote, the real world and, and part of our, our community. Yeah. Where do you want to see street culture go in the future? You know, uh, one of the things we've talked about with um, the homelessness initiative that has come out, we are starting to have these conversations about, I mean, street culture is very progressive, and um, but these conversations about how can we mitigate even more risk of homelessness? How can we remove more barriers to to help the youth stay and keep a home and, and all those sorts of things and so less barriers more opportunities and so i think when i talk about even um that voice for for children and youth is um yeah removing some of those barriers so that they can have more opportunities so i'd like to see more of that and that's a conversation that we're having even though we very much are youth-centered, so it's all about them and what they want. At the end of the day, when they say it's time to go and they're ready, we got to go, you know, like, and we got to support because it's all up to them. And when I talk about that voice, I think that can come a lot earlier where they can find their voice in that. And and uh, and when I say in the housing piece, it's when they say, I'm ready to be housed, I'm ready to follow guidelines, or can we make this work? I can't you know, follow these guidelines, but can we make it work together? Then we will we'll do it. Yeah. From where you're sitting, how is Saskatchewan doing on providing for the needs of children? Well, you know, I think things can be better, for sure. Um, I think there could be these freedoms and a voice could be communicated and explained to the kids a lot earlier than 15 and 16. Like I said, oftentimes they'll come and, it, and, and you're giving them this choice and it's they, they um, are taken back by that when this choice really should be there and they should feel heard from a young age at three years old we should say okay do you like your home are these things working for you and so I definitely think we have still a long way to go I, I you know I, I see it um, I, I think we're getting there but I, I, I think we could do better You're listening to a special episode of Radio Kids, celebrating the United Nations Day of the Child on 91.3 FM CJTR. Regina Community Radio. Hello, my name is Matt and I'm 21 years old. I first came to street culture when I was 15 as a youth and now I am currently working for operations and subsequently in housing. How did you get in touch with street culture? Well, I was living with my grandparents at the time, and we had been in contact with people who were in the social assistance field, social services field, I should say. And my worker at the time uh, had recommended to my grandparents to uh, 
send me to street culture because uh, a young guy like myself who was getting into trouble at the time uh, wasn't in the best place with my grandparents. And so I came to the shelter with my worker and from there started building excellent uh, relationships and doing good programming. I started off living at the shelter for about a month and then they moved me to a boys home. What was it like moving from your grandparents to here? It was very scary but as I soon saw the benefits were out of this world and I've gained a lot of skills and knowledge from my path and friends absolutely. Some great friends, some great people who are always there for speaking to and great mentorship all around. What's a day like living at Street Culture? Usually you wake up around 9 in the morning. If you're not enrolled in school, then they'll have some sort of programming for you to do. And it helps you to gain time management skills and all types of other knowledge such as cooking, cleaning, and interpersonal relationships. What was your first day like? It was exciting and it wasn't the worst as I might have thought it would be and it turned out to be a place that it was only upwards from there. What other programs do they have? They offer an RCY program which is Regina Connected Youth and that's for kids who are involved in the legal system from a young age. There's also mentorship for kids who just don't have that support that will teach them certain things that everyone is expected to as a young adult. Um, there's also uh, all sorts of shelter programming and why shore housing helping stuff. So, What do they do here for fun? Uh, I work. <laughs> but for programming ideas they go to places like bouncers and the gym and they also try to get you with some community involvement and volunteering. Where do you want to go from here? I want to be a frontline worker and working with the youth that I used to be. What would you say to a kid who's in a bad situation? I recommend to try something new and if you're part of the street culture program ask for advice. We're always here with open arms and we'll be willing to help almost anybody. Hi, my name is Dallas and I run a music program and I'm a youth support worker at Street Culture. What is the music program? Uh, well, it's titled in Street Culture as Music Night and what it's in place to do is take the kids that we have in the program and give them an opportunity to express themselves in their way, like artistically and, you know trying to think more that's about the best answer I have really teach them team building like how to collaborate with other people because it's like when you're making music some people I prefer this sound you know so I gotta provide an opportunity for them to learn and even almost argue sometimes about things and like get heated and then say look like you know we gotta like figure things out um so that's really cool because they learn and they see and I've seen like I've only been running the music program since January, and we've had uh, a couple kids that have been coming all the time, and the growth is just immense. And that's just me, like one person. So I always think, like, what if we could do this more? And that's that's where I'm at with the program, is how can I grow it, like make it bigger? So the kids come here and make a whole song? Some of them 
come in and they're experienced and some of them are like like for instance we'll get a lot of kids who rap right so they'll come in and they'll say i'm a rapper so like being a rapper there's like uh you can be uh almost like i'm trying to think of the right word i guess like a a street rapper rather or a like a studio rapper, I guess. So the difference between is some kids will come in and like want to use music to make money. And we teach them, yeah, you can make business out of music and entertainment's the hardest thing to get into. We all know that. And uh, then there's the kids who are about the soul. And what I try and do is guide them to, like, so that they don't lose the soul while they go into the business because that's hard. Like a lot of people like, I want to make this song because it sells. And there's kids that do that now. Then there's also kids who know absolutely nothing about music, right? So they come in and they're like, what is rhythm? And then, you you know, it's like, okay, well, for me, I was taught rhythm is numbers. So you can go one, two, three, two, like four, five, and six, you know, I teach them that. I also use words like uh, a lot of the kids like... Um, like they like when you get on their level so youth nowadays are very loose and like like I've always been loose and like kids nowadays are just like that so they're very like loose with their language and loose with their attitude so you, once you're like that you basically just give them phrases on the drum so what I would do is I would just say things like you know just say that you're a boss cuz kids like saying that so they'd be like yeah I'm a boss the boss you know and then they they learn that they can use words to play rhythm and then once they do that I teach them uh, you know, you you can line up syllables on beats, and yeah, I just enjoy really seeing the growth, and like, that's what it is for me. It's just like taking kids and saying, "Look, man, you can do this and have a job, and it can be a hobby, or you could make something of it." And that's all I really want to do is like show them what's up. How does it feel when you get a kid into music? Well, it's interesting for me because. When I was that age, and I was, because I'm a rapper too, so and I make music, that's why I do it. So when I was that age, and I didn't really know much about music, there was no programs that I could access. And the, the, the older people in the music scene didn't really care about the younger guys, you know? They're like, okay, screw you, we're already doing our thing. And I understand now, it's like, oh, it's not screw you, it's more like, we're so busy that we, if we wanted to share stuff with you, we couldn't, because, <laughs> like, music's work. And that's one thing that you have to really get through, and that's the hardest, but the best part is when they understand that it's, like, as much as it is entertainment and fun for me to do this, it is also work, and then they realize that, like, work can be fun. And then just seeing that, like, the realizations, when they're like, oh, you know, that face I just made, like, I wish you could see it, but when they do that, it's like, yes, like, my job is complete, you've now thought of something differently or whatever, and I can continue my day feeling great. Or when kids have, like, almost no confidence at all, and they're like, man, I'm trash, I'm garbage, blah, like, maybe their mom or dad said that to them or whatever, right, their friends at school. But all you have to do is give them that value, right, and just say, no, man, like, I think that was pretty good. Even if it wasn't the greatest, if you say, hey, man, that was pretty good, next time he'll think about it. Well, he said it was pretty good, so when he tries again, it'll get better. And that's, like, one thing that I do is I try and teach them and give them value like that. Like, your words affect things more than you know. So instead of saying you suck, maybe start saying I'm all right, because that's how I started. Like, yeah, I suck all the time. And then my friends, it took, like, 15,000 of my friends to say, no, dude, you should 
work at it because you're good. And then once I had that mentality, I got this job. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> do kids have a right to music? I absolutely do think that kids should have the right to be taught or be around music for sure. For sure, for sure. And never judge for what they are interested in in music. Yeah. Those were a lot of great programs for kids and youth that we were able to explore, though I am sure there are probably more in Regina. Speaking of, how about the music we've been playing? Yeah, that's all music that was produced by kids at the first Girls Rock Summer Camp in Regina. Specifically, we heard from the bands The Moon Is Fading and The Electric Sunsets. Cool. You know what I liked about these interviews? We got to learn about these other Regina kids. Actually, you know, they say you only really get to know somebody if you know what TV shows they watch and what music they like. Good thing we asked about that too. Mm, I don't have like favorite music, but the music I listen is Wonder Public. And I don't know if that's a TV show, but Walking Dead is my favorite. Yeah, you get kind of like obsessed to it by watching it. I love it, so I'm just waiting for season eight to come. My favorite music is Despacito. Uh, I don't know, I'm not watched television so much. Just, yeah, maybe watch Ram- um, Rambo, the zombie movie. God, um, favorite TV show, um, I have a few. Um, I watch Grey's Anatomy, Supernatural, and, oh, um, what's my third one? Um, Bones. Then, um, favorite music would be, like, honestly, anything. Um, pop, um, like, rap, and, like, well, especially this time of the year, um, I I really like Christmas songs. I just, yeah, belt it out all the time, yeah. Oh. The favorite music, it's either metal or rock. <laughs> yes. Um, my favorite TV show, that's really hard. But the top two I pick is either Game of Thrones or Gears Anatomy. Myself, I enjoy watching MTV and listening to music on there. And I also watch a lot of Netflix, just like everyone else. <laughs> kidding. Uh, music, I just like to listen to old rock and roll. Well, my favorite music is hip-hop, but that's not a music. It's a culture, so rap. Um, My favorite TV show? Darn, there's a bunch. I'm going to go with the cartoon, though, and it'll probably be Rick and Morty. So, Marina, how do you think we're doing in Regina on fulfilling our commitment to the U.N.? Declaration of the Rights of the Child. Well, I think the places we visited today are definitely doing a great job. But maybe we should let Saskatchewan's advocate for children, Corey Osoup, have the final word on that. How do you think Saskatchewan is doing on protecting the rights of children? 
I think we are doing better than we have, but there's still a long way to go. Some of the things that we advocate for are children in care. So the number of children that are being put into foster care and different things like that. So we want to reduce numbers like that. So we can always do better there. We report on the number of kids that have died or critically injured. Those numbers are, you know, generally climbing, but we want to also reduce those types of numbers. And we want to make people aware that children have special rights that are more than human rights. Okay, I think that about wraps it up for the special Radio Kids celebration of the Universal Day of the Child. Our thanks to everybody at the Mamawaya Teton Center, Scott Collegiate, Regina Open Door Society, Street Culture Project, and the Office of the Saskatchewan Advocate for Children and Youth for talking to us. Goodbye from Kaya. Goodbye from Marina. And goodbye from Radio Kids. A right to safety, I have a right to education, I have a right to my culture. Kids like me need to know about child rights and earlier age what to do about it. Today, the Canadian Council of Child and Youth Advocates asks you to make every day a day to stand up for children's rights in your life. The CCCYA is a group of advocates, ombudsmen, and representatives working to uphold the rights of all children and youth. This is especially crucial for Indigenous youth who continue to be overrepresented in the child welfare system. How can you stand up for child rights? Be aware and share information about child rights with your neighbours, teachers, and friends. Be ready to act when a child or youth needs your help. You can find resources about child rights and the Council at CCCYA. If you are a young person who needs the help of an advocate, you can also find the advocate for your own province listed on cccya.ca. This has been a message from the Canadian Council of Child and Youth Advocates. Thank you for listening to Radio Change the World, a community radio broadcast about child rights in Canada. Ryerson student and youth advocate Karis heard about our broadcast and wanted to contribute. She wrote this song, Change the World, especially to remember all the children we lost this year and to empower the youth of tomorrow. Taking flight to higher heights, but you're putting me down, cutting me down, shoving me down. I am more than my religion, my complexion, disability, more than your perception. So much greater, but you're holding me down. Shoving me down, losing me now.
Change the world. Change the world. Change. 